0: Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on ninety three seven The Ticket and the ticketfm.com
1: We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler. Every weekday for you from 3 to 4, leading us into On the Block with Eric Strickland, Oscar Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet. He'll join me here in about a half an hour, but we're continuing this Nebraska basketball conversation as we always do and as we will because we love Nebraska basketball no matter how much it pains us to talk about it. At least I do. Maybe it's not in your blood quite yet, Nathan. But It uh, is, and, that, and that's the worst thing about living in Lincoln.
0: The second I got here, it's full on Nebraska. Oh, yeah. because I was, I was drinking the cool,
1: as VJ would say.
0: I was drinking the Kool-Aid.
1: I said, "You know what? Nebraska's back." You you just told me you're considering getting an Omaha beef sweatshirt. Exactly. See, you'll definitely look like a local there. (laughs)
0: I'm telling you, (laughs) I just can't stay away, and that's why. And that's why it hurts me so bad. Is because Virginia Tech athletics is in the same situation. The football team stinks. We just had to fire our coach. Come to Nebraska. Okay, at least Nebraska football is back. Nope. Three and nine. (laughs) All right. The the basketball team took a step back. At least Nebraska beat Colorado in an exhibition game. Nebraska (laughs) basketball is back. Tominaga's the man. They're terrible. So it's.
1: It's yeah. a never-ending cycle for me. I can't. I can't get away. I can't get away. Well, just point. stay here. It's the same. It's the same never-ending cycle here. <laughs> <laughs> at least you never get used to it. Like it's. It's kind of sad because it just. It. It dawns on me, and I. And I. I it's not a, a new realization, but it happens every once in a while when I talk to a fan like you, uh, who are talking about a Virginia Tech. Sweet 16 run you had, this close to the Elite Eight, bringing back memories of what's going on. Like, you do realize Nebraska (laughs) fans my age, uh, and I'm like 32, um, and there's a little bit of of Strick in the 90s, guys. Like, some people have different experience if they're a little bit older. But anybody my age or younger, like, Selection Sunday isn't something that Nebraska's included on. Like, March Madness is never something that you go – oh, I want to see how my team does. It's foreign. Like, the one year that Nebraska was uh, included as the 11th seed, it's like – like all these years, I've wondered what it would feel like, and now was they're it cool? a, they're 11 seed. Was yeah, it was cool. cool. They had this party at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Nice, everybody. Because yeah. Nebraska was still kind of on the bubble, so when they announced it, everybody got excited. And then the the the, the committee did Nebraska a favor; they were going to set them up with Creighton if they were able to, to get to the next round. Nice. Um, then Baylor just destroyed Nebraska, then destroyed <laughs> Creighton, so kind of blew that up as well. But it was it was very cool. But it was just. It, like I said, it's foreign, it's almost like surreal, it's almost like a dream, <laughs> because at right. no other time in my life do I go, well, I hope they can get a, a six seed this year. I you know, maybe, I don't want to be the seven or eight seed, because I don't want to mm. see the one, uh, that's not thoughts that go through Nebraska basketball right. fi- fans mind. they just think, at one point in my life, I'd love to see Nebraska right. win a tournament game, regardless. I hate, I hate to
0: put salt in the wound, but that Virginia Tech team, 26-9, and nine, four seed in the tournament. Four seed, it was four seed. Oh, yeah. Lost it. That was the game. If you're listening, that Virginia Tech lost to the Zion Duke team, and oh my god, dude, that Sweet 16 game was awesome. <laughs> they should they should have won too. But that's the thing I I don't even think about it from that perspective. Is like that was, but again, that was the best season in Virginia Tech's history. That's the best team that we've ever assembled. Yeah. like that doesn't happen often. But I think that's kind of the blueprint for Nebraska. Was that entire team was in house. They were all recruited to play at Virginia Tech. There were three seniors that started and two fifth-year seniors that came oh, off yeah. the bench. I mean, you had guys that had played together for three, four seasons. They're all hitting their prime all at the same time. You play great defense. You're able to shoot the three, and you're a four seed. I think that's the blueprint for Nebraska, and that's why I don't understand entirely the the trying to get the five-star, trying to go to the transfer portal. It's like, is that really your brand of basketball? Because I think if you are a school like Nebraska, you are a school like Virginia Tech. You aren't, again, unless you have a Loyola Chicago type run, maybe South Carolina a few years back. You're not going to make the Final Four. Just put that in your head now. That's out the window. Your goal is to just make the tournament and be competitive. And if you're Nebraska, I think your blueprint in doing that is get those seniors, get those fifth-year seniors that have played together three, four seasons, see what can happen. And that just doesn't seem like that's that's what Hoyberg's going for.
1: I mean, I no, that's not necessarily Hoyberg's specialty. He's, you know, he made his teams up at. Iowa State with with transfers before the transfer portal was cool and everybody's doing it exactly um, Tim Miles for what it's worth kind of did the same thing his best players came out of the transfer portal Um, it's been a long time uh, you know as senior night does approach um, against Iowa here it it is it's been a long time since you've had those you know the senior nights that feel special the guys that you watched as a freshman grow you can you you know they're just almost part of your family by the time and that's what it is yeah Yeah, I mean exactly it's just been a while now I mean you just kind of go even when they're good it's like if They've been here for two years. He was kind of like, "Yeah, it is a cool run, but he feels like, you know, not a not a homegrown senior or right. whatever." But um, it, it's still cool, and I and I hope that that people go out there. The other part is very weird. Like, other than Alonzo Verge, which is which has had quite a interesting, interesting. relationship with the fan base. Yeah. Say, we'll say call it Rocky. The other seniors on this team. Have like a decision to make on if they're going to come back. He's the like he's the super senior. He's the COVID year guy. Uh, everybody else hasn't has a choice. And if I can, if I'm remembering right, I don't want to skip over anybody. Maybe down uh, down the bench there, but um, so that kind of makes senior night weird as well. It's like <laughs> well, the other the other part of it is in modern college basketball is that you're saying goodbye to your seniors and two or other three players on your team that you don't know which ones you have they are. no idea. Yeah,
0: but I mean that's that's the other thing too that. I think that's a a selling point for Nebraska that if you're a senior at Nebraska, you played all four seasons. Say you come in with the class, you have a couple guys next to your side that are four-year seniors, they start. Nebraska will treat you better than any other school. I mean, you'll get standing ovations. We saw Trey McGowan's, who's a transfer, after he comes back off the bench, he gets a standing ovation. And that's the same thing at Virginia Tech is that's your selling point. You stay here for four years. You come in with this class. You build some chemistry. This fan base will treat you so well. And I feel like that's your selling point, Nebraska. It's not let's get transfers. It's not let's get five stars. Let's get guys that want to play basketball and want to play together. The fan base will embrace them. I mean, you know that better than I do. I mean, you've seen these teams that build with seniors. You've seen these teams that are fringe teams for the tournament. The fan base will treat them well. And I feel like that has to be your selling point.
1: Yeah, maybe, but it's also you know you kind of do. I mean, I think you've got to recruit all sorts of circles. I mean, if you can get a five star, don't, don't. No, I'm not you know. saying don't
0: say no, right? But I just don't think that's your brand of basketball. I don't think that's how you're going to win. I mean, Iowa's was a perfect example. Iowa does that strategy all the time. Right? You get a few seniors that have played together for three, four seasons. Well, Jordan Bohan and has been you're... a senior for four years. <laughs> exactly. now. That's fair. Yeah, but I mean, you have teams like that. I mean, you have Luca Garza who was a four-star that may be the 100th best prospect in the nation, yeah. plays all four years, he's National Player of the Year candidate.
1: But they're turning guys out. That's that's the point. Like, Keegan Murray's the same idea. He had, like, one other scholarship offer. Now he's going to be a lottery pick. you got to turn <laughs> those guys over. But that's what
0: you have to do. Yeah. And, and I, mean, I know I, it's much easier said than done, but that's what you have to do. Yeah.
1: But that's also, I mean, as for what it's worth, um, Miles had – trouble keeping those guys around guys. I mean, to get a guy to a senior year now is, it's incredibly difficult. It is difficult. Um, you know, Doc's said the same way. Um, and by the way, I don't want d- to just skip out senior night too. Um, uh, Kobe Webster. It will be a senior that won't have a choice to come back. I believe Trevor Lakes is in that category, too. So there will be a few of them um, that are definitely going to be walking and and ready to move on. You just kind of wonder about, you know, some of those other guys. Um, Obviously, you know, the Derek Walkers, the Trey McGowans and Lat Mains and so forth. Um, Or is it their last game? But more likely than anything, is it Bryce's last game? Is it, you know... And is it Hoiberg's last game? (laughs) Is it Hoiberg's (laughs) last game? right? I mean, that goes into it. Yeah. Shouldn't we at least be nice to him on his way out if it is his last game and fill up the Pinnacle Bank Arena? Do you
0: think you'll know? Do you think we'll know? Like, do you think it will be Trevor Alberts coming out and saying, this is Fred's last game? Or do you think there'll be a little bit of uncertainty?
1: I think there'll be uncertainty, and it'll go till the end. It'll go till the... Like, I truly believe it'll be... This is not something... That is just, yeah, we're done with him. Let's let's get it, you know, because of the money that's play. I think it is going to be something that you go into a meeting, um, you lay out, the, you know, certain ideas and and what each side wants, but you're going to have to you're going to have to get him to negotiate a much lower buyout. If he wants to stick around, Mm -hmm. similar to Frost, similar, you know, is, you know, we're we're going to give you something that you probably Mm -hmm. don't deserve. Give us something that you signed and and earned. I mean, because we signed that contract, not us, Bill Moose. Right, (laughs) exactly. But, you know, the University of Nebraska did. Um, And so it's, you know, I think that there's just going to be a lot that goes on through it. Otherwise, because if the money's not there, again, I think that these are the these like last night's game. Um, the game against Iowa, you know your rival, the team. The, the team I keep saying you don't. Why are you so much worse than Iowa? I was I was being able to do this sort of thing. Those are the games that are just kind of the ends. Those are the like last nights even. Like it's like oh well if you can't beat North, you played Northwestern twice. You didn't come in within within ten points of them either time. Right. They're right. always one of the final four teams in the, you know one of the worst teams in the league. Those are the type of games that on a normal basis if there's no big buyout would be like okay that stamps it he's, this is probably it but i mean this is
0: a good point though why would he agree to a lesser buyout i agree with you i think if the, if he's going to have to stay you're going to have to have a discussion but if would you just say screw it i don't care
1: for him to well if he wants if he wants the money then he can but if he wants if he wants to stick around and try another shot at nebraska if he believes right. Right. if he and hopefully he does if he believes in his program and that what he's got going on then he could agree to another buyout in exchange for another year. Because, again, the buyout doesn't yeah. drop significantly after this season. Yeah. So yeah. while they, you can hold the $18 million hostage against Nebraska, if the buyout the next year is $15 million, then you're then you just bite the bullet either way because you're not going to wait around two years no. to try to save no. up that money. And
0: $3.5 million is a huge difference than $18.5 million. So that's right. basically what you're looking at. It's a difference of $3.5 million to do it now or wait. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, and we we can just keep talking about this too. And I, I don't need, I don't think. It, and it's funny too because I just keep reading the text line. Everyone's got a different opinion. Oh, I know. No one knows it too. Because like you, like you've made the point that I think for the most part, obviously there are people that won't agree with this. Everyone wanted Frost to come back. They saw improvement with the football program. They know that it's Scott Frost. They know about the history of Nebraska football. It was primarily saying let's keep Frost. It's all over the place for
1: Hoiberg.
0: I mean, we're getting everything left and right. I mean, we're getting the craziest scenarios, and I don't know which one's the right one.
1: Yeah, I mean, there there are people that that say give it a few more years is the best prospect you've had as far as a head coach in a long time, and, and the fair. best prospect you can get, which is fair. Yeah, I would say that's a, that's at least a, it's a it's a point that that can be taken. There, there's people that are just tired and not going to watch next year. They're not interested anyway. They've lost right. interest now. Right. Those are the ones, obviously, that, that Trev Alberts has to be worried about. Right. Um, you know, but, there, I mean, there's also people that just are worried about the money specifically. They'd mm-hmm. rather kind of think about football. Mm-hmm. There are people that compare it to Frost and say, if you give Frost this year, keep playing. You got to keep
0: playing, right. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, there's just – there's all sorts of ideas there. Um, I just I, – I, I agree with you. Like, there are parallels to the football program and, and kind of what's going on in the in the big – Homer and hires or whatever, but they are two different programs with two different standards uh, and two different situations. Right. So I would not say, and they always will be. Yeah. And, but I mean, the the thing is there's also a pretty high likelihood you're going to have the same thing happen because of the massive contracts they signed is that, And and because of how poor their play is, is that, you know, even though they're, they're different programs and there's all these differences, the reason why the parallels make so much sense is because you might end up like the best thing that could happen potentially might be for you to save money. Tell Hoiberg to cut guys off his bench <laughs> yeah. and give it one yeah. more year. Yeah, that's exactly what they yeah. did with the football program. Yeah, I could, I if uh, like the betting odds. I don't know what what the favorite is at this point. Um, but if you keep him, I think that's absolutely what will happen. And if you get rid of him, obviously it's a it's a bit of a different story. But I don't know.
0: I don't know. And now I've reached point. I just keep saying I don't know because you I, you just went <laughs> through basically every scenario that we've gotten, and I still can't tell you which one's the best one. Yeah. Where do you, where do you stand now? <laughs>
1: Where are <laughs> you standing? Stand? Where are you at? Because uh-huh. I'm right in the middle. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I like I've said. The, another big part of this is if you told me Bryce McGowan's would come back, I'd sign up for another year of Hoyberg. Not not too excitedly about it, but at least you, but you, you would. Keep one of your biggest yeah. prospects that you've ever had, and maybe something you know a real building block. But if they, but honestly, I, I am at the point if if they can't keep Bryce around, then I don't want another year of this.
0: I mean, it is getting bad. I mean, we heard it in Chris's voice. I mean, it's just demoralizing. Yeah, it's just sad now.
1: Sad radio. That's what we'll continue (laughs) with next. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we'll try to lighten it up a little bit. Hey, this song feels kind of (laughs) cool. We'll be back here on the ticket water cooler, brought to you by Colgan Water.